California will phase out the sale of all gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035 in a bid to lead the U.S. in reducing greenhouse gas emissions by encouraging the state's drivers to switch to electric cars. Governor Gavin Newsom signed an executive order Wednesday that amounts to the most aggressive clean car policy in the United States. Although it bans the sale of new gas cars and trucks after the 15-year deadline, it will still allow such vehicles to be owned and sold on the used car market. This is the most impactful step our state can take to fight climate change, the governor said in a statement. Our cars shouldn't make wildfires worse and create more days filled with smoky air. Cars shouldn't melt glaciers or raise sea levels, threatening our cherished beaches and coastlines. Now to me, before we continue, isn't there more things to worry about currently in that state more than gas cars? I mean, because there's a mass exodus dealing with that state right now. It's like... the. There's just way more things to worry about than climate change. Newsom, a Democrat, also threw his support behind a ban on petroleum fracking, but called on the California legislator to make that change. With extreme wildfires still burning in the state, Newsom says fighting climate change is an emergency. However, the state's efforts have run afoul of the Trump administration, which has sought to revoke California's authority to mandate zero-emission vehicles, a challenge that has landed in court. Transportation is the state's biggest and rising source of emissions, while other sources of emissions, such as from the electricity sector, are falling due to ambitious climate policies. In January 2018, Governor Jerry Brown signed an executive order setting ambitious targets of 200 hydrogen fueling stations and 250,000 electric vehicle chargers to support 1.5 million zero-emission vehicles on California roads by 2025. The number of zero-emission electric vehicles being sold in the state has been on the upswing in recent years, although they accounted for fewer than 8% of all new cars sold in California last year. The California-based Coalition for Clean Air praised Newsom's executive order, and the group said it was committed to helping fully implement the new policy. The governor's executive order is a meaningful step in addressing the climate crisis and protecting the health of Californians, the coalition said in an email to NPR. Electrifying transportation will also create jobs and help California move forward in its economic recovery. Jessica Codwell of Edmonds, the online resource for automobile information, said many automakers have been guilty of setting short-term targets for their electrification strategy that never came to fruition. This rule, if implemented, establishes a specific timeline that they'll collectively need to adhere to. Codwell said California is a major market that automakers desperately need to maintain sales. A spokesman for the Institute for Energy Research, a think tank that often sides with the fossil fuel industry, called the move by Newsom another silly distraction from rural problems, which, funny enough, is 
basically what I mentioned a little bit earlier. There's so many more things to worry about in that state currently, like as of today, right? Because at the time of this recording, it's a Wednesday still. There is more things to worry about in that state. Driving cars is not what causes forest fires or makes them worse, David Kreutzer, a senior economist at the Institute, told NPR. If people want to drive electric cars, they'll buy them. You don't have to eliminate the competition. Kreutzer also pushed back at the notion that electric vehicles are zero emission. Electric cars might not have emissions at a tailpipe, but they do have emissions at the power plant, he said, which is also true. Walmart is bracing for an onslaught of online orders this holiday season and will hire more than 20,000 seasonal associates nationwide. The retail giant said Wednesday the new hires will assist the company's e-commerce fulfillment centers across the country, which are preparing for an expected increase in online shopping. Walmart has become the latest company to announce a hiring spree ahead of what's projected to be a busy season for online orders, in particular, as the seaward pandemic has forced an increasing number of consumers to head online, earlier this month, UPS and FedEx announced plans to hire tens of thousands of workers in order to meet the expected increase in demand of shipments. Walmart said a variety of positions are available, including order fillers and power equipment operators, all of which will receive a starting hourly rate ranging from $15.75 to $23.75, based on location, position, and schedule. Seasonal employment will begin immediately with shifts scheduled as soon as two days from being hired. The roles will extend through January 1st. However, in many instances, these positions will have the opportunity to convert to regular employment, the company said. Since March, the company has hired more than 500,000 across its stores, and supply chain locations. As more of them, shoppers, turn to online shopping, we want to ensure we're staffed and ready to help deliver, Walmart Executive Vice President for Supply Chain Greg Smith said. Smith also acknowledged that the hiring spree will help Americans who are still looking to work after many industries underwent mass layoffs to weather the pandemic. We're also proud to be able to continue to provide employment opportunities across the country when is needed most, he said. The U.S. unemployment rate has fallen in the past four months, and it still stands at an elevated 8.4%. J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. is nearing an agreement with federal prosecutors and regulators to pay a fine to settle civil and criminal charges that is traders rigged futures and securities markets, people familiar with the matter said. The bank would pay about $1 billion to wrap up several investigations into whether its trading desk manipulated prices for metals and treasury secretaries, one of the people said. The Justice Department's fraud section and regulators at the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and the Securities Exchange Commission were involved in the probes. The proposed agreement wouldn't put any restrictions on the bank's operations, the person said. Bloomberg News reported on the potential settlement earlier Wednesday. The Justice Department and CFTC have been on a campaign against an illicit practice known as spoofing, 
which has mainly focused on wily trading in derivatives. Spoofing involves submitting misleading orders to exchanges that traders use as a ruse, according to regulators. The problematic orders are typically sent in large volume on one side of the market and quickly canceled, but create the appearance of changing supply or demand. The feint can briefly shock the market and trick others into trading at prices the spoofer wants. A year ago, three men who had worked for the bank's metals unit were arrested and charged in the probe. The indictment charged all three with crimes, including racketeering, which reminds me of six nine, a claim that is more typically found in cases against organized crime entities. Prosecutors later charged a fourth J.P. Morgan employee, who worked with the bank's hedge fund clients. Authorities said it was the first time that defendants accused of spoofing were charged with racketeering. Economist Stephen Roach warns next year will be brutal for the dollar. Not only does he see growing odds of a double dip recession, the Yale University senior fellow believes his seemingly crazed idea that the dollar would crash shouldn't be so crazy anymore. We've got data that's confirmed both the saving and current account dynamic in a much more dramatic fashion than even I was looking for. Roach told CNBC's Trading Nation on Wednesday. Roach highlights two ominous second-quarter figures: the current account deficit in the United States, which is the broadest measure of our internal international imbalance with the rest of the world, suffered a record deterioration in the second quarter. He said, "The so-called net national savings rate, which is the sum of savings of individuals, businesses, and the government sector." Also recorded a record decline in the second quarter, going back into negative territory for the first time since the global financial crisis. Right now, the U.S. dollar index is trading around 94. When Roach predicted on Trading Nation last June, the index would plunge 35 percent. It was trading around 96. At the time, Roach estimated it would happen in the next year or two, maybe more. But now he sees it happening by the end of 2021. Lacking in saving and wanting to grow, we run these current account deficits to borrow surplus saving, and that always pushes the currencies lower. He said, "The dollar is not immune to that time-honored adjustment." Roach, who is former chairman of Morgan Stanley Asia and lived in Asia during the deadly 2003 SARS epidemic. Is also worried about the state of the economic recovery as the U.S. seaward deaths top two hundred thousand, and Europe sees a resurgence in infections. He puts the probability of a U.S. double dip recession above fifty percent. As we head into flu season, with the new infection rates moving back up again, with mortality unacceptably high, the risk of an aftershock is not something you can di- dismiss. Roach said. The record of history suggests that this is not a time unlike what the frothy markets are doing. To bet that this is different, honestly, no one should ever say the word frothy, right? Just no, just no. Check out fortyandbox.com to master your money, and if you want a free stock worth up to potentially five hundred dollars. Go down below and join Robinhood and link a bank account, and 
you could get a free stock. And then you can also automatically invest using acorns as well down below. There's money tools in the description. If you like this sort of content, hit the like button, subscribe for future episodes to be actually notified to you.